Daniel and Vicki Hagedorn for Preparing Kids for Life at PK4L.com, and our podcast is for all things parenting. You know, as parents ourselves, my wife and I have the same fears every parent has, which is basically some form of, do I have what it takes to be a good parent? But along the way, we discovered some time-tested principles that empowered us with the mindset and the map to overcome those fears and to replace our insecurities with confidence. And that's why my wife and I want every parent to reclaim their rightful place as the number one expert on their own kids. We want every parent to be able to give their children a childhood they won't have to recover from and to prepare them for life as the best version of themselves. So our podcast is really just our way of paying it forward. And at PK4L, we are committed to walking alongside your journey as your personal outfitters, guides, and allies every step of the way. I'm really excited to be delving into a new series. This is the seven building blocks of an emotionally healthy home. And, you know, I I actually like the idea of a series a lot better because I feel like you can go a little bit deeper. It's kind of like you can do a single movie or you could do an extended series, right? And, And I think there's just a lot more that goes into it. So, I think especially something as important as really talking about an emotionally healthy home as, as if you've listened to this podcast before, you know, that's kind of an ongoing theme. That's an ongoing focus. And the reason that we talk about it so much is because without an emotionally healthy home, you, you don't have anything. I mean, like there is not going to be the kind of relationship that you want in your family without that home being an emotionally healthy one. And so as we talk about the these seven building blocks, some of them are really obvious and, and some we, we probably think we already know and we probably do. Some of them maybe we haven't considered, but one thing's for sure, all of these seven building blocks overlap with one another. I mean, we need every single one of these seven building blocks if we are going to build an emotionally healthy home for our children to grow up in. And obviously, another ongoing theme we talk about, everything begins with us, the parents, right? For better or worse, our kids learn from our example, not our advice. But how do we model something we haven't learned, right? And remember that whatever we don't deal with, our children will. So as parents, dealing with our stuff is non-negotiable if we want our children to become the best version of themselves. And honestly, the best tool I've ever found to do that is grief recovery. So let me just talk through this first building block, right? The first building block is food, shelter, and safety. And so I think obviously, you know, food and shelter, they're kind of the two most basic physical requirements for survival. It's hardly surprising that, you know, children need that. But I will say this, safety is also just as clearly impossible without the first two, right? Um, If if you have food and you have shelter, but it's not safe in there, then it really, you know, it almost doesn't matter in a way. And if you think about it, that's why when we first bring our children home from the hospital, we safety-proof everything, right? And as important as physical safety is, it's not the whole picture. There's more than just physical safety. I mean, if you think back for a moment, I mean, really think back about the moments in your life when you felt truly safe 
warm, cared for, comfortable. Just put yourself back in that space. Were you confident? Did you feel empowered in those moments? Right Now, think about the moments of your life when you felt unsafe or you felt worried or fearful of some sort of imminent harm. Were you confident and empowered in those moments? Probably not. And so this is why emotional safety is really the foundation of this, why we talk about this in terms of building blocks, right? So like we said earlier, leaving aside the obvious necessities of food and shelter, we need to be willing to take a long, hard look at how we are living out our lives in front of our children. If we don't do that, we will simply default to parenting with some version of endless band-aiding, and that is never going to end up well. You know, I mean, think about this for a minute. If you, if you gave cough syrup to a homeless person to treat his cold, right, but didn't address his lack of shelter or food as the persistent cause of his cough, right, it's kind of like, okay, it's, it's better than nothing, but it's really not going to address the problem. And so we really have to think about, are we building a safe environment for our children to thrive in? Now, even if we have a challenging relationship with our kids and we love them, we know they love us, but do our kids have the freedom to be emotionally relaxed when they're around us? Do they want to connect, but maybe don't know how? Are we a safe place for them to connect to? Is there something preventing either us or them from experiencing the closeness that we want in our relationship? And, and these are all really important questions to consider because, you know, it's frustrating for both a parent and a child to, to love each other, but then not experience the trust and safety that allows the relationship to deepen and become stronger. You know, this frustration reminds me, it's one of my favorite movies it's called The River Runs Through. It's a movie from the 90s. But the father in this movie is describing his relationship with his son. And he says, it is those we live with and should know who elude us. But we can still love them. We can love completely without complete understanding. And I love that sentiment, you know, because it really describes how many of us feel that, that frustration and that angst that's going on um, when, we, when we have these things, you know. And I think that's why feeling emotionally safe, like actually having that experience is such an essential foundation for our relationship with our children. And it's something, yes, it takes time. It takes intention to build. It doesn't magically manifest itself, but it is absolutely necessary in order to create a climate of closeness, right? When our children feel safe, when they feel safe, this is what it looks like. They're willing to let down their guard. They're willing to show their authentic self, which includes, of course, all their hurts, fears, longings, etc. So one of the things we can kind of think about is, Whenever we see our children being defensive, right, instead of that driving us to be defensive or angrily trying to pull down their wall, it should signal there's an issue with safety. And we have to ask ourselves, have we done anything that is not making them feel safe? Because if they don't feel safe, they will actively defend against any potential criticism, blaming, shaming, or rejection, because who likes to feel that way? And they will stay defended. Now, obviously, I want to be clear about this. 
we all get defensive up to a point. I mean, nobody like really loves hearing criticism, right? Even constructive criticism, even when criticism is delivered in a thoughtful, loving, compassionate way, it's not like it's a fun experience, but we're not talking about that. We're, we're talking about, you know, just not even feeling this, the, the level of safety to just be yourself and to, to share those things because there's such a fear of criticism, blaming, shaming, rejection, or something else, right? And so, Sometimes the, the child may shield themselves by being critical of others, right? They like hit first before like do unto others before they do unto you, right? You know, that kind of idea. Or maybe they, they might minimize their feelings or needs whenever they talk about them, you know, to, because they don't think they're going to be met anyway. So let me just not really address it or draw attention to it, that it's something I need. Or they might even just turn the tables entirely by expressing their own discontent. Well, you never listen to anything I say. Why should I listen to what you say, right? That kind of thing. Now, obviously, there's, there's issues of respect and, and there's, you know, boundaries and so forth. But what we're really talking about is in a safe environment, our defenses are down, right? Or, or they're at least minimal because there's little to nothing to defend against, Right? And the more consistently the child is held with respect, kindness, and caring, the more relaxed they become. The more times they share their hearts with us without being minimized, without being judged, right? The more likely they are to come back and share their hearts with us. And over time, when they see a pattern in our life, in our approach with them emerge, they come to trust our intentions. They trust our interest. They trust our capacity to truly see them, to truly hear them, to understand them, even if they fall short sometimes. And then, then when we speak correction into their lives as needed, it's received because our words and intentions are trusted. It's a powerful, powerful thing. And again, this is, we're not talking about the, the, you know, sitcom thing where it's all resolved in 23 minutes, right? This is, this is a process that takes time, that takes intention, that takes consistency, right? And the only way we can really do that, right, is if we've dealt with our own stuff. Otherwise, this is something that will probably start and stop. We'll have some success, but then failure. It'll, it just won't feel like we're really moving very far ahead because it's something that starts from within our own lives. It has to be dealt with first so that we have the freedom and the capacity to then help our children discover their best self. And so this is, this is kind of an interesting thing because, you know, um, when we think about the, the blessing of, of really an emotionally healthy home, right? When we're really thinking about that, um, we're thinking about this in terms of when a child feels free to be themselves, right? That's a powerful thing. But if they've been hurt in the past or if we've hurt them in the past, I just want to reassure you, this is something that can be rebuilt, but it takes time and intention to repair. It takes us owning our stuff, right? Which means we have to first see our stuff and then we can own it, right? Now, at the beginning of this process, the child maybe just feels like it's easier not to be hurt or inconvenienced by sharing their world with anyone, right? But the isolation 
that follows just leads to a dry and empty existence. It's one of the reasons why kids feel so depressed. It's why they can feel like they have all these online friends, they have all these people they know in school and feel completely and totally alone. Life is richer when we connect with other people, especially our parents, right? It's, it's a powerful connection. And when that connection is truly there, it's amazing what happens. You know, a lot of times, especially as our kids get older, they, our advice, our input is actually invited in. And when it's invited in, guess what? Our kids are pretty much hearing at 100%. But if we are dictating our advice, if we are forcing our advice on kids because we're too busy trying to fix them, we're too busy, you know, maybe we're minimizing them in some way. But when that happens, then kids are hearing little to nothing that we're saying. Even if the advice is awesome, even if our words are wise, because the advice hasn't been invited, right? And so this process of building emotional safety, these building blocks that we're talking about with safety, it also requires telling the truth and keeping agreements. In other words, integrity, right? And you just think about that in your own life, right? When someone that you know has integrity, you trust them. It, it makes the relationship awesome. A child is never going to feel safe with a parent who is deceiving them or who is breaking agreements without discussion or renegotiation. It's only when you have authentic, open communication, as hard as that may be sometimes, that you really extend the lifeline to your kids and enable a great relationship to happen with them. But look, since no one is perfect, trust will inevitably be broken. I mean, even in the best of relationships. But emotional safety can be restored by a mutual willingness to address that, that breach, right? Through open, non-defensive dialogue. And again, the only way you can have a dialogue like that, parents, is if you have dealt with your stuff so that you aren't being triggered by what's being said. It allows you to be fully and totally in the moment, right? Instead of that moment being connected to all these things from the past that are now triggering you in the moment, right? And that's why, well, we talked earlier about this foundation of trust. That's why it's so essential because it ensures the success of a conversation like that. When you totally trust someone else then no matter what they say, even if it's hard to hear, even if it might even be hurtful, like in a, in a good way, right? Then it can be received. But if the trust isn't there, it's like, eh, you're just sort of dialoguing, right? If we have unhealed wounds from our own family of origin, that's why I said at the beginning, I'll say it again, grief recovery is an incredible tool for healing. And true connection with our children in, in that sense, begins by discovering ourselves. We have to be visible, right, to ourselves before we can be seen. We have to be available before our hearts can be affected. And we have to be present before we can truly connect. Otherwise, a conversation with a child is like a dictation of orders rather than a conversation with a child that we love. And the building blocks of emotionally healthy home, it can be challenging put to, to put together, honestly, but our families are worth it. Thank you so much for listening. You know, we know there are literally hundreds and thousands of podcasts out there, and we appreciate the precious gift of your time. 
Be sure to check out our website, pk4l.com, for more resources and click on the link in the show description to download your free ebook, Building an Emotionally Healthy Home, as our gift to you. Remember, we're with you every step of the way. Until next time, have a great day. Thank you.